0: Real my kid in the front show, throw my kid in the front show. If you don't watch this, then no no cuz it's a real my kid in the front show. Real my kid in the front show. Real my kid in the front show. Real my kid in the show. Don't watch it to no no cuz it's a real my kid in the front show. It's a real my kid in the front show. Real my kid in the front show. Don't watch it to no no cuz it's a real my kid in the front show. What's going on everybody? Welcome back. Favorite show, The My Fro Show. I'm your host with the most, of My Kid. Unfortunately, The Fro will not be in here today. We're actually out of state in Indianapolis, Indiana, with a very talented dude. We had to travel a bit to uh, get a hold of this dude because he's doing his thing. Uh, please welcome to the uh, podcast, Little League umpire, uh, DJ, or as I call him, Davey Gene Rose Jr., DJ Rose. Give him a round of applause. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, well, there goes the microphone. We're doing this uh, sort of on the spot, but I love it, man. But welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Um, here on the room, I can show. We do this thing called One Good Thing. Mm-hmm. we like to start off with a little bit of positivity. You know, probably... Bit, uh, I can't talk today. Positivity. We're starting off good. So you got anything good going on in uh, the life of uh, DJ Rose Jr. Uh...
1: Yeah. Yeah, selfishly, I'm getting married. Um, 100 and I think we're at 106 days, so end of August. Yeah. Uh, so we just sent invites out this week. My good buddy here, the Real Mike Kid, definitely got uh, it in the mail. And the fro, I believe. Hopefully, check your check your mail. Will um, got your invites and your tickets uh, to the. was sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's all. It's all her idea. She's super, super creative, and it's dope that. She loves baseball probably more than I do, honestly. I mean,
0: me, man, yeah.
1: So she's uh, she's absolutely killing the game for sure.
0: Well, the, first of all, the invitations, beautiful. Yeah. I will be RSV, or if I can RSVP right now, that's, go ahead and yeah, just count me down for your boy. Um, but that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, they've got a beautiful family, y'all. Beautiful house. He's got a lot going on. We're also proud of him here at the Royal my King for show. Appreciate it. Um, but me, man, honestly, just, uh, I'm happy to be here, man. Um, For those who don't know, me and DJ, we go way back, and I'm just happy that I get to come out and see him in his own element and doing his thing out here in Indianapolis. So the fact that I'm out here, that's good enough for me, dude.
1: Yeah, we've been friends What like... Let's see, it's, t- it's 2020, so we met in 2006, I think, in the yeah. corner, so 14 years of friendship, yeah. steadfast friendship right there, yeah, man. Yeah, it's flies
0: when we're having fun, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, on the last episode, I know we were at the beginning of quarantine. Mm. Um, we we're going over just what was going on and stuff like that. I know here in uh, Indiana, you said that they were starting to open uh, everything yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool in Ohio. I know there's uh, maybe a step behind. I know DeWine or whatever is. Um, Maybe a step behind, but he's just cautious, I think, is what it is or whatever.
1: whatever. So. Yeah, it's weird. Governor DeWine has kind of been leading the charge um, as far as, like, COVID-19 and all this type of stuff. I know Governor Holcomb here in Indiana has kind of honestly been following suit, has, like, averaged one day behind. And then I saw uh, last week that Governor DeWine decided to do his stay safe Ohio kind of extension thing. Right. Um, but Governor Holcomb decided to – um Uh, to keep it going. So this weekend brings us into our stage two of reopen Indiana. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Awesome, dude. Well, if you've been living under a rock for the last month and a half, which some of you may, uh, we've been watching a lot of Netflix release, uh, in the Mike kid household. Mm. Uh, we came across this thing called the tiger King. So if you don't know what the tiger King is, uh, mullet, blonde, uh, gay dude who smokes meth and also owns a big cat rescue. We're mm. not even a rescue. He just owns a big cat place where he can go see tigers. Mm-hmm. Now he's in jail. Yep. Uh, your takes on that. Should Joey exotic be out in the open?
1: So my take is do I think that Joe exotic should be in jail for 22 years or whatever it is for the rest of it. Should he die in jail? No. I don't think that he should. Um, Do I think that he put a hit out on... That you know what, Carol Baskin? Oh heck yeah, dude! Yeah, probably. You should probably face a little bit of time for that. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, Carol Baskin fed her original husband. Yeah. To the to the Tigers. She's, she's more guilty than uh, Joe Exotic. That, that sardine comment, that sardine oil comment, really, really got to me. So. Uh, I think she's more guilty than he is, man. I I, I, I agree. I firmly agree. But the uh, the thing that I saw, the thing that confused me and Erica and a lot of people that I talked to, was like she was running. A tiger, pet zoo thing too. Yeah. Why was all the hate on Joe? I don't know. I don't know why all the hate was on Joe Exotic. I can't believe he ran for governor. It's um, a
0: different, for me. I just felt like it was a different name, honestly. It was just, yeah, a different name on it. it was a rescue, but for me, it just looked like a bunch of uh, cats in cages.
1: <laughs> we should have started. We should go back and start the episode. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens! Yo,
0: cool cats and kittens. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> But talking about some uh, some cool cats that have been caged up for a while, the NFL draft happened, mm. and my Cincinnati Bengals picked our boy, Joey Exotic Burrow from LSU. <laughs> We're super excited. Welcome to Hooday Nation. I just want you guys to know I'll be growing my mold out until I get to see Joe Burrow in person. It's going to be a good time. We've three Buckeyes going yep. uh, Oh O-H-I-O, baby. Yes, sir. We have Chase Young, and what's it, Jeff? Jeff Okuda. Okuda. I couldn't pronounce
1: that last name. Yeah, it's man, that was crazy watching. I know that I was texting a couple of my friends, um... Jonathan Simmons, Nate Howard, yeah. John Hoffman, and, and, man, that was that was a crazy, crazy first to ten picks. Um, yeah. Super, super proud to be from the Buckeye State and a, and a fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes. So, I was confused by, by my team. I, I'm not a huge fan of the NFL, but if I had to pick a team, I'd pick the Packers and the little drama with Jordan Love and yeah. Aaron Rodgers uh, kind of take me back to when I was a big old Brett Favre fan and kind of seeing the whole Aaron Rodgers-Brett Favre thing. They, they've got their Consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Every 15 years, they're consistent, so we'll see what happens there.
0: Well, then you had, uh, was it Jalen Hurts going to Philly? Yeah. As well in the second yeah. round, which was...
1: Pick 53 overall, was, I'm pretty sure. Uh,
0: sort of a you know, question mark, because you got, just gave uh, Wentz a bunch of money.
1: So, let me ask you this. Uh, I read a report um, yesterday, I think, um, Coach Harbaugh of the University of Michigan uh, Wolverines. Yeah. Because I would never use that full name. Yeah. Um, name he thing. is proposing, apparently submitted a full proposal uh, that players that go that declare for the draft that do not get selected should be allowed to return uh, to the NCAA for their senior year, um, provided they haven't accepted any compensation or anything like that. He says yeah. they should be able to partner. With an agent, all that type of stuff. As yeah. long as they don't receive compensation, what's your take on that?
0: I, uh, I'm all for it, man.
1: I am too. I think it's neat.
0: Uh, I think that college students just, you know, get their name and likeness or whatever used in the NCAA It's sort of like this big money monster where it makes so much money, and I think that's the least they could do is just like let them come back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if it's all about them getting an education, then it should be about you know. Like you said if they don't get any money from anything mm-hmm. whatever, and I think, they should be able to come back.
1: I think for sure, like, so many times we see one more year of that particular sport can change a person's whole outcome. I mean, look at your boy Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, he, uh, as good of a quarterback as he was or is, he might not have been that good, you know, going up against um, JT Barrett or yeah. – um, uh, Justin Fields, you know, you, you, he he ended up transferring, and that that senior year, that one more year after his transfer, yeah. um, he really took off. And even his his year prior wasn't as good. Um, uh, as as this past year. So that one extra year can really change uh, somebody's outlook.
0: Well, no doubt. I know uh, Obi Toppin went out. Oh, yeah. God, I, I don't even. Do we have to talk about the Dayton Flyers? Okay. I'm still so, so no. sad. We're so. I know we talked about it on the last episode, but. Yeah. Uh, another sort of good example of uh, coming back for one more year. Mm. I know Obi went. Didn't, tested the waters without an agent because then he wouldn't have been able to come back. Right. But that one year, you went know, from uh, maybe a late first to a potential. He's probably going to be a top five pick.
1: I would. I would be shocked if he's not top three. Yeah. Top depending on team needs in the NBA, I would be shocked if he's not a top three pick. Because
0: if you think about it, the top two teams, which is kind of crazy to think about, they're both in the finals: Cavs and Warriors. Right. Both. Uh, I mean, Warriors definitely. And even maybe a big man, because you got Curry and Clay coming back. I read a report
1: this morning, or yesterday evening. I don't remember. Are they? Is it, What are the? Are they really going after Giannis? Is that a legit thing?
0: That's what I've heard.
1: I've heard that too.
0: So, I mean, obviously you're gonna take Giannis over. You're gonna take Giannis over, like a uh, Obi Toppin or whatever. But I mean, if he's is I'm hoping the cast pick him up. Honestly, you got two. Yeah, arms. I'm sure
1: you are. So, because didn't they pick up? With sc- uh, sc- Scoochie Smith, what oh, was it, last year or two
0: years ago? Scoochie Smith, he was in like the, uh, the G League or whatever. Yeah. Just, I want all the UD players to go to the Cleveland. Oh, I, I know you do. And boy. just be
1: Your, boy, your boy at stacking 11 or whatever his Twitter handle is. Yeah, we need to
0: get Scoochie <laughs> back on Cavs. We need OB toppin there. I'm yep. Sure we'll be buying season tickets of that. <laughs> Big trap on the three. Man,
1: that was, I've been a Dayton Flyers fan since I was four years old and when they announced the cancellation. And obviously, that's, life is more important than basketball, but knowing that. At our flyers were man. That was that was say heartbreaking. This,
0: man. You will never, we will never have a guy dunking between his legs during our <laughs> regulation game at <laughs> yeah. university day ever again. Yeah, I'm not was, saying it can't be done, but he was sort of a once in a lifetime kind of guy. Like, yeah, I feel like when we get older, we're gonna look back like, yeah, man, I got to see Elbie top
1: and Yeah, that so, was a, that was a, that was a good year. It was a good, fun year to be a Flyers fan. That's for sure.
0: All of his uh, or, you know him leaving and stuff like that. Um, and that was a good year. Yep. But that would be another, that's a whole other episode we could sit here and, and, and talk about UD or whatever, so, um, but a few interesting facts I was talking to you before we started. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those in Dayton that are listening, if you didn't know, popular snack... Cheez-It was actually invented in Dayton, Ohio in 1921 by the Green & Green Company who uh, makes snack crackers. So just an interesting fact you maybe want to drop on your friend or whatever while you guys are hanging out. Get your own box. Get your own box. Uh, You can say, hey, these are made in Dayton, which is pretty cool because I love Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its are freaking awesome and you got all the different flavors and stuff like that.
1: What's your favorite flavor or are you an original kind of guy? I'm
0: an original kind of guy. Fair enough. Um... With a lot of stuff, I I do like the flavors like Doritos and stuff like that, but with that, my mindset is if it's not broken, don't fix it. Mm. But at the same time, I will dig in my hand to like the spicy one. (laughs) This and that or whatever. um, But another thing that I know me and you were talking about was The uh, Last Dance with MJ. We both have not seen Correct,
1: it. Correct, yeah. We haven't seen it. We haven't even talked about it. So the fact that we both have opted to not watch it is pretty yeah. interesting. I,
0: we were talking before when we said we both wanted to opt out, not watch any of it until you can sort of get the whole, mm. what is it, 10
1: episodes? I think it's a 10-part I think it's a 10 part docuseries, and I definitely plan on binge-watching it as soon as all 10 episodes are yeah. out. Yeah,
0: so I want to watch it all together just so I can sort of make my analysis and everything. But... I was listening to it just from you know Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't realize how underpaid Scotty Pippen was.
1: I'm, I'm yeah, I'm kind of picking up after episodes or during episodes. Scotty Pippen might have been a little undervalued or a little underappreciated. Oh my gosh, yeah. But obviously, we don't know we don't know everything, so we'll we'll learn a little bit more as we as we watch it when it come, when when it comes time for us to watch it. Because you
0: look at it, man, and I mean Scotty's probably the most most notorious. Robin to a Batman. Mm. And if he would have maybe went somewhere else, he could have been a Batman. Who knows how his career would have you know, panned out. Right. The dude's got six championships. Cannot take that away from the man at all. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's uh, sort of underpaid as heck, I, I was reading somewhere that he was the sixth highest player on his team at one point. That's crazy. Which is just absolutely crazy. If you think of Scottie Pippen, and he's mm-hmm. one of the top... Guys at his position all time, mm-hmm. and I think the reason he got sort of overshadowed was because he's playing next to yeah, game. playing next to MJ. Yeah. Um, now I saw a clip on Twitter. It's of um, it was a Shannon Sharp saying that I guess uh, on flights back MJ would take the meal from Horse Grant if he decided that he didn't play properly. <laughs> what is your take on that? I'm
1: I'm from what I'm seeing on Twitter is that. MJ was a dog.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, just straight up, he was the boss dog booty. And yeah, I, I remember hearing that he was worried about this coming out because it, he was afraid that it was going to make him look bad or whatever, or like maybe tarnishes. I think the other thing, too,
1: is that was a totally different era and generation. Yeah. So, like, I don't think that would fly in 2020. Oh, dude. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think Steph is going to is gonna take Draymond's meal away. Oh, dude, I don't um, care.
0: I don't care when it, when it, like, for me, man, I mean, I'm a big boy and I like to eat, so that's probably why I'm not playing in the NBA. <laughs> and obviously, if Michael Jordan's telling me something, I'm probably just going to listen, but at the same time, like... Man, I just got done working out for, like, three and a half hours playing a basketball game. And right. And you ain't going to tell me as a man what I can and cannot eat.
1: Especially in, like, a public-ish setting like that, like, around your teammates, I'm sure. Like,
0: Well, you're, yeah, to me it's just, like, I think that anybody, it would be a bigger thing if it was anybody but MJ. Right. Because MJ sort of has that, like, already has that persona of, like, no hoes, but, like, whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, with that... It's just, uh, I don't think anybody could get away with it. If it. I mean, if it was like LeBron James saying that, they'd ridicule the poor guy. Right.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. that wouldn't fly
0: us around this time. So, hopefully Steph Curry. Dream on if you're getting uh, <laughs> starved to death, dude. Let us know. We'll break the news, dude. Yeah, we'll do it. So, but well, enough about us, the world around us. The reason we're bringing you in here today, man, we want to share a little bit of light on what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, my buddy here, DJ... He is an awesome, uh, badass uh, Little League umpire. He actually taught me just about everything that I know. Uh,
1: yeah, we did umpire together.
0: Um, you, you've been doing it for a while. How long have you been umpiring then?
1: So I first got into umpiring uh, Little League baseball, um, I want to say, right around 15 years ago. I, I'm 30 now, so I believe I was 15 when I started, 15 or 16, so right around 15 years.
0: Was there an event or anything that uh, sort of caused you to stop and say, hey, man, that looks really, really interesting? I'd love to do that. Um, uh, So I had
1: been playing baseball since I was four. Yeah. Um... I was pretty decent at baseball, but, um, I loved baseball because it got me close with my dad. I got dad time. Um, he was my coach pretty much every year that I could remember. Um, but then when I reached, uh, juniors, which is the 13 and 14 year olds, um, he wasn't able to coach me anymore. I don't really remember why. Um, but, uh, I did a year, didn't like it. And then he found an ad in the, in the uh, Huber Heights Courier. Nice. Um, in, in regards to uh, Huber Heights Little League, looking for umpires. Pay was like 20 bucks a game or something like yeah. that. And we jumped at the opportunity. I was I was interested in easy cash and and spending time with him. So that was kind of it was another way for us to spend time together. So that's kind of how that started.
0: Nice. Well, I know getting into umpiring. Um, Obviously, it was a little bit easier, but at the same time, you got to learn to sort of uh, have hard skin and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because nobody really likes the umpires. You're either the hero or you're the hero to one side, you're sort of the bad man to the other side. Mm -hmm. Was there any mentors that sort of helped you along the way and and teaching you the right way to do it and stuff like that?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we, I was really honestly blessed um, being in the Dayton area, um, Ohio District 8. with just the the organization and just the guys who really take it seriously, um, in in order to to put a good product on the field, we want to make sure that um, people know that that we're not just out there uh, just to be out there. We care about the game. We care about the kids. Um, that's honestly that's why we do it. That's why we're. Vo- I mean, I've been a volunteer umpire, um, Haven't accepted pay for a game, and I don't in well over 10 years. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, tons of really good um, uh, mentors, too many to name. Uh, they know who they are, honestly. Um, but yeah, I'm just really fortunate to be where I was when I was. Like I said, Ohio District Eight, right there in the in the greater Dayton area, um, and then being a part of Central Region um, Little League is it w- is a huge a huge blessing for sure.
0: Hang on, man. Well, you- you obviously start young. You say about fifteen or sixteen mm-hmm. years old. Um, you get your first assignment. You get your first game. Mm-hmm. Do you get stuck behind the plate? Do you get stuck out in the field? And how'd it go?
1: Well, I mean, I was with uh, I was with Pops. So okay. any game with Pops, I was doing the plate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know that when when we uh, when my dad and I were able to pull you and and Paul, yeah. my kid uh, senior, into it. Um, Uh, you kind of experienced a little bit of the same thing for the most part. So uh, lots of plate games uh, to start with. Um, Kind of made me hate the plate when I was younger. Um, But, yeah, uh, doing the plate, doing the bases, I remember on Saturdays, you know, when you're 15, 16, I would do games, as many games as they would schedule me. Um, Sometimes I'd do games, you know, six games, 10, 12, 2, 4, 6, (laughs) 8, just because it was easy cash and I loved being at the baseball field.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's the hardest part about umpiring that people may not see? Um, I don't
1: know if there's a hard part. I mean, uh, when you break it down, we're umpiring a baseball game. Yeah. And even, you know, I almost went to, I was very close to going to pro umpire school. I was, like, at one point I was really um, interested in trying to do the do the journey to become a professional umpire. Um, the I won't say there's a hard part, but at least for um, the central region and a couple other regions in the little League and then also in travel ball and there's there's organizations people don't I don't think people realize the time that a, that a, that goes into putting into your craft um, especially on a volunteer level where we don't accept pay for anything and we you know we, we do pay money to, to go to um, uh, umpire school or an umpire camp, whether it's a daily camp in your district or going to umpire school, um, at the region or even at Williamsport at the international level. So, um, I think it's just, if, if there, if you call it a hard part, I think it's, people don't realize that we're, we're putting in work, um, all year long,
0: Yeah.
1: all year long, whether it's studying rules, going to camps, clinics, looking at Rotations or mechanics or yeah. rules interpretations or anything—really, um, genuinely, truly care about the craft for sure.
0: Well, I'll say this, man, and in, in his behalf, I've uh, done a little bit myself of, of the umpiring. And DJ, man, he—he's he, putting the work behind it, man, because it, like you said, man, it just takes a lot of, like you said, learning the rules and new updates to the rules. Yep. I mean, that itself is like. Um, you don't really have like, a kid in it or a team that you're wanting to win the championship or whatever. You're just doing it because of the love of the game. Right. And it takes the time that you're essentially giving up to sort of just for the love of the game and stuff like that. So that's just awesome. So, and I can't tell you how many umpires growing up that like you knew when there was somebody who was really, really good at what they did. Right. Everybody and, had their favorite umpire. And it just made life so much easier. Right. So. Well, one thing I know we always joked about growing up. Uh, when you're an umpire, you get to essentially run the field.
1: Yep, we're game manager. Absolutely. Game
0: manager. Um, if anybody steps out of hand, you get to toss them out. <laughs> and I know we have sort of a running joke, uh, you know, about you know, ejections and stuff like that. You've obviously thrown a few people out or whatever yeah. like that. Was there uh, maybe one ejection that stood out or was above the rest? Um, I mean. I've I've watched
1: videos that pros give or interviews that pros give, and honestly, they remember everything, and and I remember one too. I just I, I remember um, it was a juniors game. It was at Hardscrabble Little League, and I just remember um, a coach called me the the one the one word you don't call an umpire on a on a field and. Um, it, you just you, you, I'm not repeating it yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah there's there's the one there's the one rule the one word uh, that, that you don't use you call them anything but you don't use that one yeah. um, and that's really for like pro ball like you, you, we're talking little league here yeah. um, and he went ahead and called me that so um he earned himself an ejection, and um, I remember when I was younger. You know, I was I had a quick trigger, and some of my mentors coached me out of that and taught me how to manage a situation. Don't let this Don't let the situation handle me. I need to learn how to handle the situation. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's part of the game, though. Um, I, I've I've went from ejecting people to. Um, Letting people get ejected, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I it, try try not to try not to go looking for anything. That um, people usually do it to themselves, and yeah. and uh, I mean I've had I've had ejections in incredibly high-profile games that that I wish um, I didn't have to be put into a situation. Very recently in my in my career, but um, I have no worries wondering whether or not. They did it to themselves. So
0: what? Well, what a lot of people need to realize, man, is that it's not uh, professional ball. It's uh, it's just little kids, man, young, young young adults playing baseball, and this guy is here dedicating his time just to make sure y'all are having a good time, and there's gonna be calls that maybe go your way and not your way, but that's the game.
1: And I mean, it, I I understand where they're coming from. It's a yeah. I don't want people to downplay it just because it is little league. I mean, that's that's something that that we face on the regular, you know. Um, We want to make sure that we're putting a good... Like I said earlier, we're putting a good product on the field, especially with... Um, ESPN agreeing to uh, televise every regional game, baseball and softball, and ESPN Plus or or, their, or the ESPN family of networks, ABC family of networks. And then at the World Series level, every game being televised, baseball and softball. Um, we want to make sure we're putting a good product on the field. So um, we don't want to just be Little League umpires. We want people to know that, that we mean business and that we're, we're doing the best that we can to, to, to put the best product out there and put our best foot forward.
0: All right. Well, I know you, you worked. You worked. You worked. Uh, you were the uh, was chief umpire for Hardscrabble for a while. Yeah, I was. Uh,
1: I was the uh, umpire in chief for Heartscrabble Little League for a li- for a little while. Yeah,
0: and you moved your way up. You, mm-hmm. know, you came over here to Indianapolis. Yep. You ended up moving up to the pinnacle, man. Yeah. The pinnacle. You ended up uh, getting the nod to do the World Series. Yep. Um, where were you when you found out you were going to be doing? Uh, the World Series makes I know that's just sort of a special moment, and finding out, hey, I'm going to go and do something. That's yeah. So it starts
1: to to be to be able even selected. You have to do a regional yeah. uh, a regional series, um, and to even do a regional or World Series, you have to be completely volunteer. Well, I check that box off. I haven't accepted pay in probably well over ten years. Um, But in late 2017, I got an offer to to go to the 2018 Central Region Seniors Division, which is uh, 14-, 15-, 16-year-olds, 90-foot, typical baseball-sized field, Um, and I got an opportunity to do the regional there, um, and I received a favorable evaluation um, and applied uh, for the Seniors World Series. for the 2019 year, which is just this past year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think October, or November of 2019 or of 2018, excuse me. And I got the letter, um, in the mail, um, late December, I think, um, I opened it up. Um, and, uh, yeah, called called my dad, um, cried. Uh, it was oh, yeah. it was definitely a, a, a moment that I wanted to share with him, um, and a, a moment I was very proud of. Like you said, pinnacle is a good word. There's there's a bunch of different world series with all the different divisions, but yeah. being able to get the first one, um, off the list and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was, that was a, that was an awesome moment for sure.
0: I know, uh, your pops pretty well mm-hmm. composed. Yeah. Did he, uh, did he cry as well? I know I, my I,
1: dad doesn't, um, he doesn't really show a whole lot of emotion with uh, with a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... I know
0: he was there in spirit, man. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. That's I know true. that he's... The one thing is that I, I know that he's always proud. Um, I know that mom's always proud as well, so... Um. Yeah, and it was also uh, honest, you know, being able to to share that moment with Erica too. Um she came she came down to the World Series with me. My dad drove down to the World Series. My dad took his dad, so Grandpa Rose. Yeah. Uh, got to go uh, to the World Series as well and watch. So I uh, had a couple friends come down too. So I mean, it was just it was just a totally awesome experience for sure. Absolutely. Definitely a really good first one.
0: Oh, heck yeah. So obviously like you're saying you have to you all qualify to yep. be there. Uh, you get to be with other guys there that are obviously very, very talented. Yep, we had 12 umpires there 12 from umpires. around the world. Yeah. Uh, was there any sort of advice that maybe you got from them that you didn't have before, or was it just cool just being around a bunch of 11 or 12 other guys that are really, really talented? Um, for the most part, it's
1: um, it's just cool being around. You've reached the pinnacle. Nobody's really going to coach anybody yeah. um, or tell anybody what to do. You might compare different things. Yeah. Um, I know uh, the, the umpire the fellow umpire from from our region here central region he and i would uh discuss different mechanics that that we put to use um and whatnot um one of my favorite people um julio molina from panama city panama nice um he was he was really fun to interact with we ended up doing two or three games together um and he was there he wasn't with me on the first game i had the the my first game was a plate I understand. I was about to it was that, yeah. it was a night game. It was the first night game the first night my first night plate, and it was the home team so at that level each to, each home team gets the gets a team that gets an automatic bid to the World Series wow. so it was easily South Carolina playing in that game and um it was it was i've never umpired in front of a crowd bigger like it was really? it was incredible it was an incredible experience, and he was there uh, with me just uh, just telling, I, I had a little bit of nerves. It was my very first World Series game, and he was—he was just there. Julio was there, and he was just, be calm. It's okay. It's okay.
0: Now, had he done a World Series
1: prior to that, was that his? First? I think that was Julio's first World Series as well. But Julio um, does uh, high-level ball in Panama uh, and throughout Latin America. He's a very—he was very fun to work with. He's a very good umpire.
0: Now, he, like you said, you get the first plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very, very cool. Mm-hmm. And didn't you get the nod to do the championship as well?
1: Yeah, so the I was honored to be selected for the United States championship game. Um, I had second base, and then my fellow Central Region umpire uh, had the plate for that one, which was uh, awesome yeah. uh, to be a part of, to be able to look in and see that. And then for the... Um, uh, for the World Series championship, I had the right field line, and then he had first base, so we were able to be right next to yeah. each other throughout the throughout the World Series championship game, too. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was an awesome awesome experience. I was really happy to be a part of it. Really blessed to be a part of it.
0: Now, I was watching you from afar, brother. Watching all the updates from mom and dad. Yeah. and one thing I always laugh about, man, is there's a, there's a I think it was an ESPN top. Top ten play, where some kid smacks it out to center field, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you see DJ Rose cut it off, and I'm like, yeah! And it's so funny because just like you see it cut out, and all of a sudden it's just like.
1: Yep, running across the infield. Just, I mean, as much as you know that those big plays are going to happen, we got a job to do. Yeah. Um, And my job was to get to second. That was the third base. I know exactly what play you're talking about. I know exactly which day, which teams. It was the Easley team and it was the Central Region team. Uh, It was an elimination game, a ball cranked out to left center. Um, And I was the third base umpire. My job is to get to is to get to second base, to cover yeah. second base because the second base umpire is going out to see if the kid caught the ball. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you see me running across the infield, um, but there, there was the level of ball and the caliber of play um, that those kids had at that, at that tournament was awesome. Nice.
0: We going to wrap this up, man, and um just if there's anybody maybe listening, they're like, yeah, I've always been interested in doing umpiring or maybe a young umpire who's 15 now and listening. What advice would you give to uh, like maybe a young umpire that's wanting to come up and maybe follow the path of DJ Rose?
1: Um, start. I, I know that seems pretty easy, but... Um, Man this is just, it's fun. Uh, you, at that at that age 15, 16 you get paid to umpire baseball games. You know my pay is a cheeseburger and a coke.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I couldn't be happier with that. Yeah. Um, but it is so rewarding. Um, there are so many different avenues it can take you, whether it's uh to high school ball, um, an umpiring high school ball, or college ball. Um, you could go to pro umpire school, like I was talking about, um, and have a chance to be a, become a professional umpire. I don't know, the, like the minimum starting salary is in six figures, and you get October through February off. <laughs> that's
0: okay, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good and you get like,
1: if I recall correctly, you get like four or five weeks of vacation a year yeah. in the season then you can then you get to go to a baseball game while you're for free. yeah so hey, granted us. it's a lot of travel and whatnot but yeah. um, man I, there, there are times I wonder what if but um, it It's just fun to be able to sit back and, and, and assist. And, and little leagues, a fantastic organization, um, being a volunteer and truly volunteering time and being able to say that I'm a little league volunteer and whether or not, if you want to umpire, if you want to coach, if you want to local leagues, need scorekeepers and concession workers and all that type of stuff. Um, I'm the, I'm recently elected the president of our district association here in Indiana district six, um, And constantly looking for umpires, um, especially younger umpires that are willing to, to learn and, 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 and take, take corrective, take correct, corrective action, I guess, and, and willing to be better. So, um... I, just start. It's yeah. it's it's not going to be difficult. It's not. Yeah, there people might. You know, 50% of the people are going to agree with your call at a game.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree <laughs> with that. Yeah,
1: yeah, 50% of the people are going to like what you have to say. Um, but uh, it, it's it's truly fun. Um, it's a great craft, and like I said, uh, opportunities are endless. And and before you know it, you get addicted too. So if you have any questions, feel free to to reach out to Mikey. He can he can put you in my direction and. Uh, I can get you in contact with with a local league in your area and, and help and help get you started. Um, but just start. Like so many people, just well, I but just go out and do just it. Just go out and do it. You got one life to live. Um, if you enjoy the game, and even if you don't enjoy the game, but you're looking for something different, just try it. Yeah. I, that's that's all I can say is is just try it. It's 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 super fun. It's super rewarding.
0: If you like being in charge. <laughs> I say go for it, dude. And I know when I did do it, man, it was, like you said, it was really, really re- rewarding. Um, so it's good advice. Want to not you go ahead and uh, we usually plug social media. If you want to plug any social media, maybe you're... Uh, your Snapchat your maybe your Twitch or whatever, whatever you do, if you want to plug that.
1: You um, so, I mean, it's pl- I mean, I'm on Facebook, DJ Rose, that's my name. Um, I'm on Twitter, um, but I I don't, I'm not super active. I just kind of use Twitter, honestly, for catching up on the news and stuff like that. Um, I'd like to do a, a selfless plug here. Um, yes. um I'm not super into gaming, but I love playing Warzone right now, Call of Duty Warzone with my friends. Um, Give my buddy uh, Ben Sites um, a follow on Twitch, um, Iron Sites. his last name is S E I T Z, so Iron Sights. That's honestly, I don't know how he got the coolest name when you're talking about gun games ever, but I R O uh, N S E I T Z, Iron Sights. Give him a follow um, on Twitch or Mixer. Um, he's a great dude, great guy, great gamer. Um, he has really funny content, and we, we stream. <laughs> he streams, and I'm playing with him probably at least once a day, so um, definitely give him a follow for sure. And if you want, you can add me on uh, – Xbox. I got Xbox, playing Call of Duty, stuff like that, Firebeard26.
0: If you want to get whooped in some Xbox. If <laughs> <laughs> you want to get whooped. Well, thank you, buddy, for uh, letting me uh, pick your brain for a little bit.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for
0: coming over. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for those who listen on the regular, you know, the Robot King show, we're on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, SoundCloud, Facebook. Go check it out. Thanks so much for hanging. Peace.